Yeah. No prep, baby. I have not prepped anything. So I will just be on cue talking. This is So I Came Across This Post. The podcast that takes you on a journey through the captivating world of internet content. It's your digital haven of exploration and reflection. This is So I Came Across This Post. And this is your host, Charlie. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Hello, friends. Welcome to So I Came Across This Post, the podcast where we take snippets of online content and turn it into whole think pieces. I am your host, Charlie, the self-proclaimed ambassador of shamelessly embracing and living your truth. And I am so excited to be here. Okay, so as you can see, for those who are on YouTube, we have a different setup today. We got a desk. We have a desk in front of us. So come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Get cozy. Get comfortable. Okay. First off, I pray that you all are well. I am so excited. Oh, man. Oh, man, I, I am so excited to be here. First off, this is officially episode 10 of the podcast. Listen, not only are we celebrating the fact that this is episode 10, we're also celebrating the fact that I have been consistent an episode every week, okay? I am proud of myself. I am proud of myself. And so this episode is going to be a little different than all our others. We are actually going to do something I've never done before. I am going to react to the polls while screen recording. That way we can see the polls. I can read the polls. The polls will stay up the whole time. And there has been no prep this week. And so I am reacting on cue. No notes, just straight up. I have the links to the post. I have a little blurb about what the post was about. And I've been collecting these posts throughout the week. Some of them I have I have collected previously. And I decided, you know what? This is a perfect time to bring it on. Let's go. And so things are going to be a little different because I don't have anything planned to say. And so y'all going to just get this version of me in the moment, reacting, responding, being activated, okay, by these posts. So, and so we have several posts to talk about, to get through, to journey along with. Um, as we can imagine, a lot of them are just, not just, a lot of them are inspirational and personal and just beautiful and just thought-provoking and they water seeds, okay, and just absolutely beautiful. And I give thanks for each individual who was the creator of these posts, who channeled these messages, who decided to share this aspect of themselves with us. And so I pray that you stay with me, that you chill with me, that you come through with me, that you come journey with me, okay, through this episode as we, okay, look at some posts and I give reactions to them. Again, this is so I came across this post. I am your host, Charlie. Let's get it. Let's go.
Hello, friends. Welcome. Okay, so this is my first time actually doing like a screen recording or anything of the sort. Thank you to uh, the School of YouTube for providing me with guidance on how to make this a thing. Okay, and so I'm ready to get right into it. We got our mic set up, so hopefully the sound will be beautiful. We have our links ready, and so I'm ready to get right into the content. So as I said in the intro, we will be going through different content pieces, and I will be reacting or responding to them. I have clearly heard them at least once, um, or read them at least once to know that, mm, you know, it got, got me like, mm, okay. And so what I will do is, like, basically I save my commentary for me to turn turn <laughs> turn a camera on. And so, like, we just want to explore a bit. And so I'm going to attempt to put myself on a time limit for each post. That way we're not overdoing it. But regardless of what, come journey with your girl. Let's get into this first piece of content. Could you ever cheat on me? Absolutely. That's why I don't make dumb decisions, like talking to guys one-on-one -on -one or hanging out in like compromising situations because I'm a human being you're a human being and I, I'm sorry babe I don't know if this is hard for you to to hear but everybody is absolutely capable of infidelity in the right slash wrong circumstances oh, okay. that's why boundaries are so important you're never going to see me in a situation even if people think I might be too strict I don't care because I'm not taking that chance Amen. I'm not putting myself in a position to even be close to a position to potentially fall to temptation I'm going to keep it a hundred because anyone is capable of cheating, but I will not be cheating on you. Excellent. I love that. I love you. Could you ever cheat on me? Okay. First off, let me turn this down a bit because I want to go, I want to go into the comments really fast too, because when I saw this post, uh, first of all, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to tell y'all why in a second. But what I saw too were people reacting in the sense of like, here, right, we have AJ Mark saying, all I heard was lack of self-control and self-discipline. I don't trust myself, so I avoid being around men. I don't have to avoid fraternizing crackheads, so I don't try crack fraternizing with crackheads. Okay. So first off, one thing I want to say, oh, and I've always kind of always wanted to say this, and I feel like this is like the perfect time to do it because we have quotes in front of us. One thing I started to recognize about social media is that, even myself included, right, is that sometimes we take people's posts and we make a whole storyline about it, right? Like, she's saying these things. She's saying she don't put herself in a situation and then this per this individual comes on and says, I don't have to avoid fraternizing crackheads, so I don't try crack. Um, and it's like, I don't think she necessarily meant like she avoid being around men altogether. I think what she was saying is in the context of like her boundaries with fraternizing and engaging with people of the same or opposite sex, whatever whatever her preference is. I think I kind of felt like that's what she was saying, right? And I might be wrong, but I kind of feel like she was saying it more of like she's being mindful of her boundaries so that she doesn't have the opportunity to fall into temptation. And uh, 
And someone else says, damn, honestly, his is different. She ain't got no kind of self-control, but at the least she knows herself. And so I kind of feel, I, I feel like it's so important to know yourself. And hold on. Boundaries are every, if you cheat, you don't love your spouse. It's that simple. I mean, I don't really know about that, but I understand that perspective. Boundaries is everything. She knows that no one is immune to falling or making mistakes. So the best thing is to avoid it. She nailed the answer to the question. Even the Bible said flee. <laughs> this is a lie. Many people are fully capable of fidelity. Fidelity. This person clearly is not. People are coming for her saying she lacks discipline and self-control, but I'm afraid I have to agree with her. Sometimes it's really about having respect, re respectable boundaries for yourself and your situation. I don't hang out with certain male acquaintances when I'm in a, hold on, sorry, give me a second. I had to, exp I had to expand the comment. Okay. I don't hang out with certain male acquaintances when I'm in a relationship because I want to avoid being found in any sort of compromising position. So when I read this, one of the things I ended up writing on the Twitter page for uh, the podcast, which is at now Charlie. And I have a very, I actually have a very similar way of living. I actually live the same way. I avoid certain circumstances um, because of my boundaries, because I know that I am a human being, because I know that I can be fallible, because I know that I can fall short, because I know that I am, I am capable of things I never thought I was. And so as someone who experienced at a young age, you know, believing that, oh, it couldn't be me, I would never, I would never, I would never, and then it was me. And then I ended up doing something um, no regrets, but it was definitely something that I didn't think I would ever do. You know, I didn't think that I would, I could be that person. And so at a pretty young age, I want to say I was about 20, I was a little, you know, taken aback by my actions. And so as I get older, right, and the more I get to know myself, the more I'm realizing like, hey, I can get caught up, you know, I sometimes I'm really just going with the flow, you know, and the flow may not lead me to the best decisions <laughs> and so I think it's super important for us to have boundaries for us to know ourselves for us to hold ourselves accountable you know as someone myself knowing that I am capable of things I thought I wasn't I am way more mindful of putting myself in certain situations or circumstances and so I am very similar to this woman in the sense that I do not like when I'm in a relationship, there's just certain things I do not do. There's certain um, things I will not engage with. There's certain conversations I will not have. I usually can tell when I'm starting to flirt. And so I will, you know, distance myself. I mean, as I'm getting older, I will say that my attraction to people really has changed, right? Like I'm not as much of an attention seeker as I probably would have been back in the day. And also like I'm very, I'm turned on by intellect. Right. So I I have always been even when I did cheat when I was younger, I was an emotional cheater. And so I'm mindful of that. Right. Like I know my habits. I know what I have the, the potential to do. And so not only am I very open with every partner I have, uh, I'm very honest. I'm very I'm very upfront. You know, I, I keep you posted about everything. So you're 
So the chance of anybody ever saying it was in the dark or like they were blindsided is very low, you know, in my opinion, right? But to each his own. But I, I do have a I do have a way of living my life that acknowledges who I know myself to be. Okay, that acknowledges patterns I have already witnessed in myself and that acknowledges that I am aware of my potential to for sure. I'm aware of my ability to make core decisions. And so in order to limit that, I have set up rules and boundaries for myself to respect myself and to respect my relationships. And so uh, when I read the comments and people were like, she lacks self-discipline, I was like, I guess I lack self-discipline, too. YOLO, because uh, I don't, I clearly, I don't think anything's wrong with people knowing themselves and then taking steps in order to, you know, do what they need to do in order to respect themselves, respect their partners, respect their lives, whatever it is, whatever they're protecting or they're, they're being a caregiver of for them doing what they need to do in order to protect that. You know, I, I respect it. So call it not having Call it having lack of self-control. Call it whatever you want. But the reality is she's acknowledging her humanity. She's acknowledging what that she knows it is possible. She acknowledges that shit happens. And she's being honest with herself. Like, because I know that shit happens, because I know what is possible, I am going to take these steps. I respect it. I respect her honesty. I, I think that I really enjoy the way she worded it. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think it's so important to know yourself. And I feel like that's what this post was really speaking to. It's like self-honesty. I think it is so important to be honest. And you know what? I remember too, like dating people and feeling like they could never cheat. Like I have dated people that I, I just respected them so much because they seem so like, they seem so, um, What's the word I want to use? Ah, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Not be cursing. Um, they seem so loyal. You know, they seem so honest. They seem like they were just like incapable of cheating. And then the longer our relationships went on, right? And maybe we broke up and like they had other relationships and, you know, we stayed in contact. The more I realized that they are very capable of cheating. And in fact, they will. <laughs> and like, I really did. There were like legit people that I thought just could, would not, could not. Like they were just, they respected themselves so much. It appeared. Um, but it did seem like they got in a certain circumstance and they saw another side of themselves. They, they got to be another version of themselves. And it shocked the hell out of me. But it also like helped me remember that we're all human and all it takes is a certain circumstance or situation or an experience to awaken certain aspects of us. And so like maybe they have never cheated, but like because of the circumstances they are now in, they're willing to. And so I thought it was very interesting to have that wake up call and to recognize like, you know, any of us is capable of anything. Um, and it's something I say often anyway, and that it, for myself, it's like anything one human is capable of, I am also capable of. And so that helps me to not be so quick to feel like they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong, right? Even if I have an opinion of it, I know that at the end of the day that I am also, I also have the possibility of doing that very same thing. So for me to be slow to judge, right? To be kind, to be empathetic, to be compassionate, because that is their experience they're having. And clearly they're having it for a reason, 
But and at the same time, you know, they don't even. I don't. My judgment is unneeded. But at the same time, I do just. I just love life, and I love like having opinions about it. And I know that my opinions aren't facts, so it's just fun for me. It's not like an end all be all. But I would definitely say that like people have the propensity to cheat. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I got for that one. Um, I would love to know your thoughts. What are your thoughts about this post? What are your thoughts about this perspective? Do you have certain boundaries and rules that you have in your life that you feel like other people may think you're strict? But you know you, okay? You know you, and you're real with yourself, and you're honest with yourself enough to be like, you know what? I got to lock it up. I got to tighten up. And how I tighten up is by creating these rules and these, you know, these these boundaries um, for me to, you know, stay in my lane. Stay in my lane. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Okay. Never let someone else determine what level of integrity you walk into a room with. In every room that I enter, I am as much myself as possible. And whether or not people can receive me, that speaks to where they are in that point in time in their life. And it makes it so that I'm not precluding what those people could be. And if I am to be jailed within the limits of your imagination, you have to remain there as the guard. I'm free. So you're not growing, you're not developing. There's something in you that is dying. Because complacency is the death of the soul. You don't have to make people see the light. You just have to be the light. Never let someone else determine what level of integrity you walk into a room with. In every room that I enter, I am as much myself as possible. And whether or not people can receive me, that speaks to where they are in that point in time in their life. And it makes it so that I'm not precluding what those people could be. And if... Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So this, uh, whoo, this is, this is a juicy one. I really, I really appreciate this post. I feel like this past year, I talk about often how the remembrance journey, the journey back home to self, the awakening journey is there's levels to it, right? I feel like, first of all, let me say, I'm really loving this approach to the podcast because it, it's allowing me to be able to say the things I always be wanting to say. And I feel like this is like the uh, a, a context for a lot of like what I'd be wanting to say on the podcast, but I'd be like, I will have to also explain it. Anywho, back to the post. So I feel like, so I often talk about, I've, I always have seen when I say always, I mean, lately, I have seen the remembrance and the awakening journey as a spiral, right? Like there's just so many levels to every lesson, every part of the journey, the healing, the, there's just so many levels to it. And so I recognize on this journey that, I hope it's still, oh, I hope the screen is still recording, but I recognize on this journey that There's just levels to it. And like one of the things this year 
I've been really embodying and feeling grounded in is being unapologetically me, you know? And I feel like over the years, I felt like different levels of it. But this year, I will honestly say that it it is so loud for me to be okay with myself. Like my nervous system is at peace with whatever people have to say about me, whatever people have to say about the way I show up, the way I express. I am no longer trying to convince people that that wasn't my intention or convince people that this is who I am or convince people that I'm a certain way. You know, I am learning and and being grounded and just being you know, and allowing people to have whatever perception of me they want. Because one thing I am recognizing is that people only meet parts of you. You know, I am so much, there's so much wisdom in me. There's so much, so many memories in me. There's so many experiences within me. There's so much love within me. There's so much compassion. There's so much mirrors in me. There's so much possibilities in me like they're just so much I am so much you know and to take a moment of my life and try to determine that it's all of me is just like I'm never going to allow anyone to constrain me to that and I feel like that's kind of like what we're talking about here where it's like never let someone else determine your level of integrity when you walk in the room be you like You don't need to conform to what you think people are expecting of you. You don't need to conform to people's ideas of who you are. You know, and someone else like, you know, and it was said here, right, to be to be gelled in the confines of your imagination. You have to remain there as a bard. You're so preoccupied with how things should be or how things, this is how, this is what I'm hearing. You're so preoccupied with how things should be or how I need to act or how life works that you're so busy trying to make sure that we are all aligning to that. And in the midst of it, you're limiting your own experience. In the midst of it, you're getting so caught up in the narratives and stories and the, the beliefs that you've created. Then expecting the world to mirror it back to you and through our expression. Which is only stifling you, which is only holding you back, which is only limiting your experience. Because now you have to be the guard of all of this, right? Like you have to be the one to protect it, to make sure it stays true for you. But you can only do that if you're probably monitoring the rest of us and trying to tell the rest of us who we should be, how we should be. And so I think that this pose is just a reminder to all of us to just like step into your truth, walk in with your truth, right? And not only do you walk in with integrity, not only do you walk in with authenticity, you also create that space for others to do it as well. Imagine if we walked into every space, right? Regardless if I know you, regardless if I know you, and we had no expectations of how someone had to behave, that we really allow them to be whoever, whatever version of themselves that day that they wanted to be, whatever version of themselves that day that got activated. What if, what if we just allowed ourselves to just be who we are in that moment, be who we are that day, 
be who we are in that event. I feel like a lot of times we don't acknowledge the the influences of our expression, right? When I go into a doctor's office, I may be one way, right? When I'm outside with my friends, I may be another way. But when strangers come around, I may be a whole nother way, you know? And all those versions are versions of me. They're all versions of me. And they're all honest versions of me. But they're also inspired by, like, the influences around me. There's some people who I feel their energy and I'm just not interested in conversating. And so I keep it very bare minimal. They might think I'm quiet. They might think I'm standoffish. There's some people, the way I talk, some people think I'm just very direct and I'm a breath of fresh air. There's some people who may perceive it as judgmental, right? There would be maybe some people who see it as she's a know-it-all, right? Very stubborn in her ego. All different perceptions, but they may be all witnessing the same thing. And again, that is for them to decide. So I, I I found this post like very interesting because clearly there are levels to what is being said here. That is obvious. But I think something like that was so important that really caught my attention is to like never let someone else determine the level of integrity you walk into a room with. And I feel like this year has really like helped me to embody. And I feel like I, I'm, and I say the word embody because like I've had circumstances where I feel like two years ago, or I don't even know, maybe even a year ago, if certain things were said to me or certain things was to happen, like I would be nervous and anxious and, 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 you know, my anxiety and anxiety will just meet up with me. But like lately, everything has just been easeful, like neutral, like not good, not bad, just very indifferent, very much like it is what it like, that's your perception. Like, I don't know what you want me to do with that. Like, I heard you, I hear you. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's this constant reminder that like, I'm going to be me, I'm going to do me and how people perceive that. I only have but so much control, right? My delivery, but even that, right? I can't, I don't know what my delivery wakes up for you. And so like all we can really do is be ourselves. And because we can't really control what our expression will wake up for somebody, what it will activate in somebody else. Who the fuck knows, you know? So I am to be jailed within the limits of your imagination. You have to remain there as the guard. I'm free. So you're not growing. You're not developing. There's something in you that is dying. Because complacency is the death of the soul. You don't have to make people see the light. You just have to be the light. Never let someone else determine what level of integrity you walk. You know, so I've actually been having this conversation with friends lately about like, me noticing that and why so I often tell my friends thank you for being right and I tell them thank you for being because I learn so much from my friends just from who they are right like I have a friend who is like all about gratitude right and I feel like I've learned to practice daily gratitude practice moment by moment gratitude 
because of her. Because she always would say gratitude, 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 you know? And so it helped train me to be in this constant state of gratitude. And then I have friends who are like, go-getters and like you know they say something and they make it happen you know and they inspire me to stop talking and be about it you know what I mean and so like I learned so much from my friends just from them shining their light just from them being themselves and I say and there's even people on social media certain platforms that honestly just them being them right dealing with backlash um, dealing with uh, constant critique, dealing with people like misunderstanding them and all of these things and me witnessing these experiences, I've become like inspired by them, right? I've also be- I've also learned through them, right? Their willingness to put themselves out there, their willingness to be vulnerable, their willingness to be authentically them and being okay with people misunderstanding, being okay with people having opinions that aren't favorable, being okay with, you know, I said something, just because y'all don't agree with it don't mean it's wrong, right? And standing 10 toes down in the way that they choose to express. Like, I love that. I love it and I appreciate it. And I really do believe that you just got to be the light. Just be the light. Be the light that you were called to be, whatever color you were called to be, whatever whatever frequency you were called to be, whatever what you were called to be, like, be that light. Be the lighthouse that you were called to be. Be the lighthouse. And don't worry about, like, trying to get everybody to see the light and understand the light. You just be the lighthouse. And trust me, people are seeing you. People are noticing you. Every once in a while, I do message those people, like, I'll write on their posts just, like, or I'll retweet something they wrote and just be, like, you know, share what I'm learning through them, through their just expression, right? Like, just acknowledging, like, I see you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your message to the world, right? Even if I don't always feel like you're talking to me or if I don't always agree with the delivery, right? Like, I do believe wholeheartedly that you are purposeful. Right. Every message ain't for me. So I can mind my business. But I do. I do. I do like love like people just showing up. And I do appreciate all of us, you know, being vulnerable enough to post because or vulnerable enough to show up because I do believe that there are people out here who will see you and be inspired by you and go out and do what God has called them to. Right. Go out and do what they were designed to do. And I think that like. Just be the light. Just be the light. You know, you don't just be the light. Those who are meant to hear you, those who are meant to see you, those who are meant to recognize you will. Don't let up. Just keep being you. But like, yeah, this one, this post really wake it up. <laughs> In every room that I enter, I am as much myself as possible. And whether or not people can receive me, that speaks to where they are in that point in time in their life. And it makes it so that I'm not precluding what those people could be. And if I am to be jailed within the limits of your imagination, you have to remain there as the guard. I'm free. So you're not growing. You're not developing. There's something in you that is dying. Because complacency is the death of the soul. You don't have to make people see the light. You just have to be the light. Just be the lighthouse. Let someone else determine what level of integrity you walk into. Be the lighthouse that you were called here to be. That's it.
All right, let's look at some of these comments because we can do that now. We can do that easily. All right, you don't have to make people see the light. You just have to be the light. That is powerful, and I agree. Uh, people can only meet you as far as they've met themselves. I love her ownership of self. Yes. Okay, snap, snap button, period. What a brilliant human being. I love this so much. Complacency is the death of a soul. Mm. I feel like that's how I felt when I was like, at certain jobs, <laughs> like, I, like, because what I would say, what I would say is that I was, I was dying, my, my spirit was dying, my soul was dying, like, that's how I felt, I literally felt like I was just, like, this existing vessel, like, I was alive, but not living, I definitely felt like I was dying spiritually, mm, yeah, the realest, y'all, Let's listen to it a bit and head out. Let someone else determine what level of integrity you walk into a room with. In every room that I enter, I am as much myself as possible. And whether or not people can receive me, that speaks to where they are in that point in time in life. And it makes us look. Okay. Oh, man. I really did. Um, okay. I really did enjoy this post. Relationships is to be each other's mirror. You know what I mean? I can't see me. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's like to experience me. I only know my experience, but I don't know what it's like to experience me. And so, true friendship, I show you you. If your friend has something they know, or if they lace with a little off, or, you know what I'm saying, they track with showing, or, you know what I'm saying, we're going to help them. We're going to say, girl, but we so intimidated by truth. We don't want to be truthful. this so much uh first off I love relationships um one thing I learned on my journey is that relationships I think it's a big part of everybody's lives but I'm gonna speak for myself I feel like relationships are a big part of my awakening I feel like they are a big part of me journeying home to self I believe that they have my relationships have all been gifts absolute gifts. I have been so blessed in this lifetime to experience some really dope souls, you know, and I've been so gifted 
to be loved on by people who were once strangers, you know, and to feel such a bond and a connection that is otherworldly, you know? And so when she talks about people being relationships, being mirrors and, you know, people being mirrors for us, that is something I deeply resonate with. I have said for years that I see myself in everyone I meet. Everybody I meet, I see some expression of my energy. It may look different, but I know that energy. I felt that energy. I've lived that energy. And so a lot of times, like, I do just see myself in others. And I often tell my friends, uh, I'm very serious about the quality of people I keep around me. Uh, This year, I did a house cleaning of my life with the people in it. And I got a lot more uh, specific about like what characteristics and personalities I wanted around me. Um, I wanted to be inspired by the people I I was around. I wanted to respect them. I wanted to, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be inspired by them. And I wanted to, I wanted people around me who I respected, uh, and also loved, right? Cause you can't have, um, love without respect. And, I really, I got, I got very serious about who was around me and I wanted to be sure that I was around people that I wouldn't mind having some of their habits. Um, I am someone who believe, I have tunnel vision when it comes to me. I think what is so beautiful about life and my belief and our purpose as humans is we're here to serve each other, right? And what that service may look like is different for everybody. My gifts aren't for me, right? I believe my gifts are for the collective, it's for the world, it's for our evolution, it's for not just, it's for others. And like, yes, my gifts do benefit me in a way, but they really are more so to help others, right? Just like other people, a lot of other people gifts aren't necessarily for them and they actually don't work that well on them, right? They're more so for the collective and for others. And so I have that perspective about myself. And I also feel like no one can tell me about like how well I read people energy or how well I pick up on things, right? Like I truly do believe in my gifts. I do believe in my capabilities to understand energy, to interpret energy, to uh, feel deeply into others. And so though I feel very confident when it comes to what I'm picking up outside of me externally, I know that I have blind spots when it comes to myself. And so I tell my friends all the time, like, you know, I, I respect them and I love them. And I believe in their intuition. I believe in their gifts and I believe in their magic and I believe in who they are. Um, and I believe in the God within them uh, and their connection to it. And that when they tell me stuff, when they call me and when they're like checking me, I don't feel, I love them and I respect them enough to know that they're coming from a place of, from a, a, a loving place, right? And so like, when they talk to me often or when they're saying something or critiquing or giving me feedback about something about myself, something I did or said, like, it's very rare that I feel defensive because it's like, I don't believe that they're trying to hurt me, you know? And so like, I trust them 
to be kind to me, right? Like, so even if it hurts me when I feel it, even when they say something and I feel triggered by it, I don't necessarily believe I'm being triggered because like, oh, they're doing something wrong. I always know it's either I needed to hear that or like that may be an uncomfortable place in my life or like that's something I've been hiding from myself. But I really do trust my friends to help me with my blind spots. You know, I have blind spots when it comes to me. And so I acknowledge that. And so I'm open to people like, you know, highlighting shit. I will tell you a lot of things I knew I learned about myself. A lot of things I recognize about myself, a lot of my current behaviors and patterns, like being super compassionate, being so understanding, um, or even super considerate, right? Or considering another perspective or always seeing the light in things. A lot of that was developed from people along my journey saying something to me, like loving me enough or caring enough about me to be like, girl, right? Like, what we doing? Like, or you're not thinking about nobody but yourself or like, you know, you're not tactful. Or like, I understand you needed to say that, but that was rude, right? Or like, you're just seeking attention, you know? Like, people really calling it out. Uh, a lot of what I realized about myself has come from other people. And I mean, at the same time, right, people have said things from their own ego that has also, like, helped me realize my power, you know? Because I'm like, oh, they're trying to, oh, okay, the intentions behind that energy was to, quote, unquote, humble me. Got it. You know, and so I'm constantly like, I learn so much about myself through others. The good, the bad, the ugly, call it what you want, right? But all of it is leading me back home to myself. And so I think that there, I, I definitely resonate with this idea of like, you know, we're a mirror to each other. Um, and that is so, and I think it's so important to have people around you who you can trust to actually help you see yourself, to help you on that journey back home, you know, on that walk in your remembrance, because like you may not pick up on everything, but they may see some things that they can highlight and awaken for you, you know, bring awareness to. And so when you have like those people around you that love you, that you trust, you know, then like, you know, I, I just think, I think that th that's a big part of it. Like what she's talking about is like looking out for your friend and everything you looking out for your friends and everything like that. And I think a big part of that is like making sure you have the correct people around you, what's correct for you around you. And so I think that that's a big part of it. Um, I, I am going to play the video again, but I, al I also want to read the caption. Okay. So it says without a mirror, I can only see so much of myself on my own. This is why community is so important. Healthy, godly relationships take work and are uncomfortable at times, especially when hard truths are involved. We have to love each other enough to hold a mirror to one another, even when it's not the most comfortable thing to do. But the word says, love rejoice, rejoices with the truth. We can't say we love God and reject his truth or refuse to speak it to one another in love. I haven't been the best at speaking truth in love in the past, but the more I read God's word, the more he is equipping me to do so. Yeah. I, I, I resonate with this deeply. I do believe that like community is important. And this is why like growing up, I will tell y'all, I was definitely the girl like, I don't need nobody. Uh, you know, I spent most of my childhood years in foster care. And, you know, when I got back with my biological mom, 
less than a year, you know, she was back on drugs and in and out my life. And so I really just had a disdain for humans. Like I was just like, I don't need y'all, you know? And, and a part of that too was because of like what was said in my household, what was said around me. It was very much like, I don't need no effing body that I can do it all on my own. But as I got older, I started to realize I do need people, you know, I don't need a specific person probably, right? I don't necessarily need my mother. I don't necessarily need my sister. I don't necessarily need my brother, right? I don't necessarily need my cousins, but I need people. I can't do this on my own, right? Like as social, social creatures, we need certain things in order to truly be healthy. And so part of that is like connection, love, you know, we, we need these things, And so community is so important. And as I already mentioned, like, it's so important to have a healthy and correct community for you. And yes, at times, you know, things that you want to say to your friends or things you want to say to those you love, uh, family and all that may seem like it may be scary because you don't know what their reaction is going to be. And you don't want to, like, cause this tension and all these other things. And a couple of things I've learned recently about that, right, as I'm telling y'all, like, this year, I've really been in my motherfucking bag about like being authentically me and expressing myself and being okay with, you know, people misunderstanding and being okay with people, uh, interpreting what I'm saying in whatever way they're interpreting it and perceiving it. However, they're perceiving it. I remind myself that like I was being authentically me, you know, I was being the best, best version of myself in that moment. And if that best version of myself got rejected, then so be it. You know, there's so be it. I can't, I'm not, I will apologize if I feel it necessary, but I'm not going to beat myself up and not allow myself to express all versions of myself. You know, like I don't want to live in that kind of fear. I don't want to live and be fearful of rejection. Like it's okay. It's okay if the person can't receive what I said. It's okay if, you know, if they felt like it was so horrible that they need to walk away. I do believe people need to do what is best for them. And so if what's best for you is for you to walk away from someone like me or however I express or however you perceive me, then I think that that's, I think you should do it. I really do. And I'm not going to ever... I can't be mad at you for doing what's best for you. And so like I have with with that thought process, I have learned to be okay with people not liking what I have to say. And at the same time, I'm also practicing not always sharing my opinion, you know, and not even with my friends. It's like I'm just observing, you know, I'm, I'm practicing just observing and like letting people do their thing. You know, and it depends on the circumstance, of course. But the whole the whole thing I'm saying is like, you know, yes, it can be uncomfortable and everything else. But sometimes that's exactly what people need. You know, when my homeboy told me that I only think about myself when my homeboy told me that, you know, you don't think fucking men got feelings and that's your fuck. You know, and he went off on me like. It was so I felt embarrassed because. Here, here I am, right, thinking I'm doing the right thing, thinking I'm, I'm like, the best thing walking, right? And also, like, he saw me in such this bright light and to be so aggravated with me, kind of, like, I felt a little shook by it. But I will say, like, as much as I felt embarrassed, it changed my life, okay? And at the time, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't change our relationship, you know what I mean? Like, I was able to take it, you know, because... I trusted him and I loved him and I I believe that he really cared for me. And so I felt like, yes, he may be frustrated and may have expressed shitty, but at the same time, 
I really appreciate that. You know, I really appreciated that you called me out. I really appreciate that you said what you really felt. And like what you said, I could see what you were saying. You know, I can see the part I played and what how you're saying I played the part, you know? And so I I I yes, it can be very uncomfortable, but I I don't know, like at the same time, it could be exactly what that friend needs, even if they can't take it in that moment. Even if they become defensive, like you can trust that, like if it was, if you are at peace with what you said, like you can, now this is on you. So I'm the type of person, like if I'm at peace, if I am neutral, if I don't have no reaction to what I said to you and that you say something back, even if it's, even if you're like, well, you're doing this, you're doing that. I don't beat myself up. It doesn't matter how you react. Like, long as I'm in integrity with myself. And so I know I'm in integrity with myself when, like, there is a neutral energy within me, when I'm feeling at peace. That's how I know I'm in integrity with myself. Now, you might not like the way I delivered. You might not like the way I said, but I was in integrity with myself. And so that is enough for me. And so, you know, everybody has their own rules to live by. Everybody has their own way to approach this. But I will say, yes, it could be very uncomfortable when someone is telling you something about yourself, right? Because they're shining a light on probably something that's very, very, like, sensitive to you, right? Very, you feel seen, you feel vulnerable, you feel naked in these moments where people are shining a light on you. But at the same time, it could be the very thing that allowed you to become this next expression of yourself right this other version of yourself um for you to have a different lens in which to see the world from I think when my homeboy called me out I swear my whole world was like I I my consideration opened up I started to really because he he did say at one point like you only think about yourself and how you feel and so I needed that because because of the way I was raised and because of the way I grew up, that was my mentality. It was all about me, 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 you know, because I was, I had to protect myself. I had to take care of myself. Everybody else was preoccupied with whatever they were doing. Like I had learned that I can only depend on me. And so it became about me, 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 me. But then like, as I'm in the real world, right. And I'm getting older and like, I'm having relationships and and important relationships where people aren't just in and out of my life, right. They're consistent. You know, this is new for me. And so learning how to be in those kind of relationships and, you know, it was people showing me and teaching me and, and shining a light on aspects of myself that I was still carrying along with me that I no longer needed. And so, yeah, it was time for me to be considerate. It was time for me to be tactful. It was time for me to understand that, you know, everybody has emotions and, and men just may express them differently. You know, it was it was important for me to recognize, like, just because people aren't speaking up doesn't mean they're not hurting. You know, there was so much for me to learn. And I learned that through, like, my friends and people who loved me calling me out and being like, yo, see, what are you doing? Like, what's up with that? Or you ain't noticed that you just did that or like this is how this made me feel. And trust me, the delivery was not always kind, okay? But oh, it got out there, right? We we got what we needed. And so I really do appreciate those people. And I pray that you all have people in your life who are speaking up and saying, you know, helping you through this journey and helping you highlight some real shit and helping you acknowledge areas where, like, you know, you can have a more easeful experience if you just opened up a little, you know, or if you just let go a little, or if you just considered a little more, or if you were a little bit more compassionate, understanding, and empathetic.
know what it's like to experience me. I only know my experience, but I don't wow. know what it's like to wow. Yo, that part was like, whoa, I remember being in a relationship and I was telling the, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, yo, I wish that I could experience me. I really wish that I can experience me. I really do wish. I used to wish that I can experience me. I want to know what it's like to be on the other side. I want to know what it's like to, like, feel me. <laughs> like, I know in my body I get to feel myself, but I want to know what it's like to, like, feel me. Like, there's some relationships I've had that, like, like our, our, our energy together felt so fucking delicious. And I'm like, wow, wow, how powerful we are, how powerful we are. And I just wonder what it's like sometimes for like other people you know i just wonder i'm so curious and so true friendship i show you you if your friend has something they knows or if they lace was a little off or you know what i'm saying they track was showing or you know what i'm saying we're gonna help them we're gonna say girl you know but we so intimidated by truth. Yes. We don't want to be truthful. Yeah. And we gotta be truthful. Friend, you ain't doing right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as the friend on the other side, you have to receive the truth. Yes. And that's yes. not, that doesn't always feel good. Yes. And I and what I'm learning is is that the more we progress in society, the more people are offended by truth. Yes. Truth Ooh. is true. And if you love me, you tell me the truth. If I got something in my nose, tell me. If my attitude is jacked up, tell me. Yeah. Whatever it is, tell me if you love me. Because love deals in truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We gotta be truthful with each other yeah. and be each other's mirror and don't be afraid response. Yeah. Maybe my friend is gonna reject me. Maybe this might end up. But if there's true love, fear can't operate. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if I really love you, I'm not even gonna be afraid of what that's Right, so right, right. So period. I'm not speaking from. I ain't made it out yet. You know what? Something that came to me at that last part where she says that, like, if I love you, I won't even be worried. You, yeah, like, you would just speak the truth. You know what's so interesting? Because I feel like I always think it's interesting when we lie. And I always think it's inter. And I say we as humans. I always think it's interesting when humans lie and I also think it's so interesting when we don't speak up right because one of the things I ask myself is like when you're sugarcoating when you're hesitant to speak up what are you what are you trying to protect you know what are you scared of right and if I love you I'm not going to be thinking about myself right in the sense that like oh what if I say this she ain't gonna want to talk to me she ain't gonna be my friend no more honestly I love you so much I'm willing to risk it Honestly, I love you so much, I'm willing to risk my comfort. I'm willing to risk um, feeling uncomfortable. I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to be uncomfortable because I love you so much. So I think a lot of times when we lie and I think a lot of times when we don't speak up is because I say this a lot anyway that I think at the core of everything we're all selfish, right? I think that what we do, what we say is always about us as individuals, right? Take that as you may. I think at the core of everything, people are doing things selfishly, right? And so, like, 
if you are deciding not to tell your friend whatever it is you want to tell them or whatever you think will be beneficial and helpful for them simply because you don't want to be uncomfortable or you don't want to deal with their reaction, right? Like, that's a very, like... I don't even want to deal with your reaction. Like, I think that this would be really helpful and beneficial to you, but I don't want to deal with your reaction. I feel like that can be, like, questionable about, like, if I if I loved you, wouldn't I just say it? If I love you, if we built a relationship, if we built a rapport, if you know my heart, if I know you know my heart, wouldn't I just say it? You know, wouldn't I speak up? And granted, right, even when we do speak up towards our friends and say whatever we say, at the end of the day, it's only an opinion, right? It doesn't make it a fact necessarily. And it's up to that person to decide whether or not how they want to receive it, right? Like, oh, okay, I do want to change that. Or, oh, I've also acknowledged that about myself, but I don't want to change it. I think that those are, you know, those are also possible responses. And so, but I do think, like, what what she said there at the end is, like, really, really important and something I I would definitely want to marinate on because it is like yeah if I loved you I would just speak up I wouldn't be worrying about the repercussions like that because I truly believe I'm like doing this because I love you I'm saying this because I care I'm saying this because I love you right and I know that there's levels to that there's nuances to that I we could talk about that all day, but like generally just thinking about it. Relationships is to be each other's mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't see me. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's like to experience me. I only know my experience, but I don't wow. know what it's like to wow. experience me. Wow. And so true friendship, I show you you. <laughs> if your friend has something they knows or if they lace was a little off or you know what I'm saying, they trap was showing or you know what I'm saying, we're gonna help them. We're gonna say, girl, you know, but we so intimidated by truth. Yes. We don't wanna be truthful. Yeah. And we gotta be truthful. Friend, you ain't doing right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as the friend on the other side, you have to receive the truth. Yes. And that's yes. not, that doesn't always feel good. Yes. And I and what I'm learning is is that the more we progress in society, the more people are offended by truth. Yes. Truth is truth. And if you love me, you tell me the truth. If I got something in my nose, tell me. If my attitude is jacked up, tell me. Yes. Whatever it is, tell me if you right. love me. Because love deals in truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We gotta be truthful with each yeah. other and be each other's mirror and don't be afraid response. Yeah. Maybe my friend is gonna reject me. Maybe this might end up. But if there's true love, fear can't operate. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And if I really love you, I'm not even gonna be afraid of what That's your response it. is. Mm-hmm. I'm but I'm not speaking from I ain't made it out. Yes, because if I really love you, I'm not gonna be afraid of what your response is. Because I'm not worried about me. Right? I'm not worried about I'm focused on, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when when she speaks about that part, I saw and what I, and I just think about, I, I, sometimes I wish we could just talk in energy, okay, and talk in pictures because the vision I saw was just like, I'm like, yeah, that is very true, right? Like, if I love you and if my focus is on wanting you to, wanting to help you, right, like, you know, we think about the people who do, like, um, interventions for their friends, right? Like, 
they really, it's scary as shit because you don't know if that friend is never going to talk to you again. But I love you so much that I'm willing to risk it. I'd rather you be alive and be healthy than me, than me just trying to stay in your life. You know, so, I mean, to each his own, but yeah, that was definitely like, there's so many gems in this one, y'all. Y'all, we got, we got another, we got another, 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 uh, apparently I was on Instagram, y'all, apparently I was on Instagram, to be honest, my whole page is just, like, full of, like, this kind of content. So when I get triggered, it's not because somebody did something, it's because what they did happened to set off the explosive charge, the emotional baggage that I'm carrying. So if I carry the emotional baggage of somebody who doesn't have a sense of being wanted and being important, anything later on that reminds me of that will trigger me and drive my behavior. So that's how that trauma works. It's embedded in the nervous system, in the brain, in the form of emotional subverbal memory. It's also embedded in the body. So many of you will have had the experience or if you're a body worker, like a massage therapist and sign, you, you go to a massage therapist, they touch you in a certain part of the body, and all of a sudden you're overwhelmed by emotion. You've had that experience. The body keeps the score. So the trauma is embedded also in the, in the muscles and in the connective tissues and the nerves. So when I get triggered, it's not because somebody did something. It's because what they did happened to set off the explosive charge. The okay. So this is one of the reasons why I say it activated something. Like when I use that term, it activated, it activated. So I don't know exactly when, a couple of years ago, when I learned about, I learned about ego. And I was very, very big on studying about the ego, understanding the ego, learning how to manage the ego. Um... And with that, right, with time, I started to learn about trauma and understanding how trauma works. And eventually, uh, I feel like I heard about the body keeps score while I was in social work school. And it all made sense to me. It all made sense to me. It all made sense to me. It's like it's like each thing I was learning was just like um, adding layers to what I had a knowing of and an understanding of energetically. But now I have words and knowledge for it. A lot of times I don't get bothered when people tell me that I said something to them or I, or something I said made them feel some sort of way. It's because I know that it's not always about like what I said, but what they interpreted what I said or how they perceived what I said or how they perceived what I did. Um, I remember getting out of the habit of saying like, you hurt my feelings or getting out of the habit of saying like, you know, you made me cry. You know, I learned how to get out of these habits because I started to realize, like, you, your action didn't make me do anything. It awakened something, right? It activated something. It, it hit a, a, a scar I had, right? Maybe the scar I had wasn't fully healed. And so you went and hit it, and now it's soft. Now it's hurting. And that's how I see, like, when I'm activated or when somebody say something and I start feeling anxiety or... When someone says something, I start feeling sad or I feel nervous or anxious or angry. Like, or when I do something and I feel some sort of way, like I know it's activating something else, you know? And so a lot of times it helps me to be like, all right, what is, what's the real issue here, right? Like, 
oh, you yelled at me. I feel like in relationships, I see, I can really see myself, especially in romantic relationships, because a lot of times I can actually witness where my, I will definitely say I was raised with an avoidant, avoidant and anxious attachment styles and I often see it in very intimate relationships I see it act out in very intimate relationships and when I recognized that I was like oh shit like you know now I know when I start getting anxious or when I start becoming avoided in my relationships that it really goes back to my fear of being abandoned right and I can address that issue as opposed to like being mad at my partner for something that I'm like oh you did this when in reality it's like no like your actions has activated my my anxiousness and I'm anxious because like I feel vulnerable and I feel vulnerable because I don't feel safe and the reason why I don't feel safe is because of this right and so like I can really have an in-depth conversation with my partner about like what's actually going on so that they're not feeling defensive either they're not feeling like I'm saying that they did something or that I'm attacking them but I'm helping them to understand that like I'm hurting or I'm sad or I'm uncomfortable so I can address the situation and say that I'm uncomfortable or I'm sad or I'm concerned, right, without feeling like I'm blaming them, you know, and I can take responsibility for my emotions. I can take responsibility for what's coming up for me and make and regulate it myself. And at the same time, also pull my partner in for support, right? Also, um, let my partner know what's going on. Um, and I've learned that over the years, right? Because I think there was no one around me when I was growing up talking about emotional regulation and stuff like that. But I do feel like now that I understand ego and understand trauma in the way that I understand it and the way I perceive it, it has helped me become a better communicator and a more effective communicator because instead of focusing on you did this, you did this, you did this, or you made me feel, you made me feel, you made me feel, I actually focus on and I actually address the, the real issue, right? And the issue isn't that what you said or what you did, um, part of it is that, but the other issue is that like, hey, this is activating something for me. This is reminding me of something. This is your actions or your words woke something up in me. And not that, and though your actions and your words, right, whatever feeling place it in there, where it was angering or hurt, felt hurtful to me. I also know and I also acknowledge that it is also reminding me of something else, right? So it's not just that you did this. What it is reminding me of is this and how that makes me feel is this, you know? And so I feel like when you have that awareness of an understanding of trauma and when you have that awareness and understanding of how our bodies work, right, and how emotions work, uh, we can better understand what our needs are, what needs aren't being met, what what we're actually seeking. You know, a lot of times when I'm ruminating ideas in my head or like I'm anxious about something or um, I get angry with someone about something, I'm always asking myself, what are you what are you really needing? You know, what are you really asking for? What are you really desiring? You know, and trying to understand my actual needs so that I'm not allowing myself to be distracted by uh, what is happening in the moment because I know it's beyond this, right? And I'm not saying that the moment doesn't matter because that do too. But I also like to check in with myself about what is this actually about? You know, what are you actually wanting? Especially when I start turning like a brat in my romantic relationships, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. What is going on here? What are your, 
what is your actual need, right? And I can then give it to myself. And so I think understanding trauma and understanding how the body keeps score will really help you help us to have healthy relationships so with ourselves and with those around us. Something. And so like this post it's was definitely like what they did happened to set off the explosive charge, the emotional baggage that I'm carrying. So if I carry the emotional baggage of somebody who doesn't have a sense of being wanted and being important, anything later on that reminds me of that will trigger me and drive my behavior. So that's how that trauma works. It's embedded in the nervous system, in the brain, in the form of emotional subverbal memory. It's also embedded in the body. So many of you will have had the experience or if you're a body worker, like a massage therapist and so on, you, you go to a massage therapist, they touch you in a certain part of the body, and all of a sudden you're overwhelmed by emotion. You've had that experience. The body keeps the score. So the trauma is embedded also in the, in the muscles and in the connective tissues and the nerves. I think like the body keeping score is also a reason why we should, we, why um, processing your emotions is so important and processing why you feeling or what that sensation is and what that sensation, what that message of that sensation is, is so important. Um, yeah, because a lot of times things are happening and we think like, oh, we're mad about this thing, when in fact, like, there's something else even deeper, you know, that uh, has a message for us that, that wants to come up, that wants to be healed, that wants to be nurtured, that wants to be dealt with. And so as we get to know our traumas, right, as we remember uh, the memories of our bodies, you know, we're able to con take care of ourselves. We're able to give ourselves probably what we didn't have when that incident occurred, right? We probably didn't have compassion. There probably wasn't anyone around to tell us, I love you, or it's okay if you messed up, you know? And so we got to give that to ourselves now. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, like this post, I really, I really enjoyed it because it does remind me of like what I've learned about myself and, uh, and how I've been handling my emotions and how I interact with others and just understanding my emotions and understanding the messages of my emotions um, and understanding that like there is memories in my body that I may not remember were words, but feeling wise and energetic wise, I will recall, you know, we may not know why something is bothering us and it's like it just bothers me. The body keeps score. There are memories in your body that you may not be consciously aware of that can be being triggered and activated. So I think it's super important for us to keep these in mind when we are interacting with each other and ourselves, too. You know, so the body keeps score. It's because what they did happened to set off the explosive charge, the emotional baggage that I'm carrying. We are at my favorite place, X. Y'all, I apologize for this recording if it's, like, a little off. I'm definitely going to have to open up my computer for more space. But, anywho. So, Kara J says, from X, we are on Twitter. Okay. Um, Kara J says, I really get irritated with people because I let everyone be themselves. A lot of y'all walk around talking about People get on your nerves just because they aren't in alignment with you. The sooner you release the idea that everyone thinks as you do and operate off the rules you govern your life by, then you begin to enjoy experiences with people rather than trying to control them. And at the very least, you live and let live without trying to 
put down those that do not live as you do. Listen, this pose, um, I really resonate with. Um, earlier this year, I saw a post that talked about people relationships ending and people breaking up and sometimes it has nothing to do with anybody being toxic it has nothing to do with anybody did anything wrong that sometimes we're just not compatible and when I read that I really was just like yes yes because I feel like we don't talk about I feel like within society people don't just talk about how things just don't work out how some people are just not compatible how people outgrow each other without making it seem like it's a negative thing or it's a bad thing or that people need to figure it out you know, like why? And so when I saw this post, I definitely resonated with it because I'm like, the sooner you release the idea that everyone thinks as you do and operate off the rules you govern your life by. First off, that in of itself is acknowledging that everybody has rules they live by. I love people watching because I don't care what walk of life a per person is in. There are rules in that walk of life, whether it's in homelessness, whether it's in drug addiction world, you know, experiences, whether it's in the military, whether it's as a police officer, whether it's as an attorney, whether it's as a doctor, um, whether it's at, as a drug dealer, whether it's as a gang member, like everybody have rules that they govern their life and their world by. And so just because you don't understand it, you don't agree with it, doesn't, doesn't change the fact that that's their reality. That's their truth. That's what they believe to be their experience. And that's the experience they are reacting and responding to. And so I really like love this because it's like, yes, I, the sooner you release the idea that everyone thinks as you do and operate off the rules you govern your life by, everybody is not looking at the world the way you do. Everybody do not believe in those rules you believe that you have to follow. You don't have to like it, but it's just the reality of the world. Everybody is not living according to what you believe is correct. Because what's correct for you may not be correct for some of us. And just because a rule or law exists doesn't make it, make it correct for the person, you know? And people have the autonomy, right? People have the freedom to decide. They have the free will to decide what they will or will not agree to. We ain't got to like it. It's just what it is. And so I like that. And at the very least, you live and let live without trying to put those put down those that do not live as you do. My life experience has really which, yo, honestly. Projector life, OK, projector aura, human design. I am a one three in human design as my profile line, and it's all about my personal experience. I'm here to learn through my personal experience. And so a lot of things I believe and a lot of things I live by and a lot of rules I have for my life is because of my personal experience and what I believe to be true. But that does not mean that everybody is going to agree. I honestly, I have so many friends that like, and even recently, forget the friends part like even recently spirit has told me that everybody like I was talking to one of my friends and spirit literally said to me they are not designed like you and it was reminding me to though my intentions were of love and though my intentions were to be helpful spirit was letting me know that this wasn't really helpful and, I, and in fact it was unnecessary in this moment and that 
just because I want to be helpful and just because I think it will be helpful doesn't mean it will be helpful for that person. And so it really helped me to like get in a place in my journey where I'm also like, all right, even with my friends, I'm stepping back with be trying to be so helpful and I'm allowing everybody to just live their lives, right? And and I'm here and they know I'm here and if they want my opinion, if they want my feedback, they will specifically ask. You know, and because I'm recognized and like, I mean, I already know and I already believe that none of us, we don't live by the same rules. I used to say growing up, like telling my friends, like, don't follow me because what I can get away with, you can't. And I just knew this, you know, and so there are just so many rules playing out and there's just so many experiences being had. And like the truth of the matter is like you may be bothered by other people, but like so <laughs> like move around go somewhere else go like take them out of your your reality you know don't allow them to be so active in your reality if it bothers you so much but they get to be free too they get to live free too they get to express the divine within them too and it may not look the way you believe it should look but that doesn't necessarily make it wrong you know and even even wrong or right don't even matter right now because the whole reality of this conversation and this discussion is just like the sooner you release the idea that everyone thinks as you do and operate off the rules you govern your life by, then you begin to enjoy experiences with people rather than trying to control them. Let people be who they are. Let them leave their magic in this world. Let them express in the way that God designed them to, spirit designed them to, source designed them to. Don't be trying to dim their light. Don't be trying to control them. They came here with purpose. Just like you. Let them live out their purpose. You may not understand it. You may not get it. You may not agree with it. But that ain't up to you. Free yourself. Free yourself. When, you st- when you're not trying to control people, when you're not trying to guard who they have to be, you free yourself. Go ahead. All right, so let's look at some of this. So Kara J says, what if I told you that if someone is not your type of person, you do not have to have them in your life? What if I told you you could just see them existing and go exist in the other direction without trying to make them feel bad for not existing as you do? That, so this is what I'm saying. This is what I mean. It's like, don't let them be an active participant in your life. You keep it moving. Keep moving. And I know it's easier for me to say because I'm an out of sight, out of mind person. So if I don't see you, I ain't thinking about you. I'm not really a person that miss people. So I ain't got those kind of, I don't have those kind of experiences very often. So it's easy for me to be like, I move you out of my life. I ain't worried about you. I ain't thinking about you. Right. But I know that's not everybody's experience. However, I will say that whatever, whatever your, your tool is to let go and let things be, I would encourage that. Let's see what else. Somebody said, I had to learn this. I used to hate everybody who did the littlest thing I wouldn't do. Very unhealthy for real. (laughs) It's true, though. Like, because I I get it. Like, I'm saying it's true, though, because I get it. I get I think I, I definitely I definitely had controlling issues. So I definitely get it. And I understand it. And I also understand the importance of not trying to control people and allowing people to be who they were designed to be. And allowing them that journey of remembrance, you know, and the same way I want to get I want to receive grace. I put that forward. And regardless of what, it ain't none of my fucking business. Some people I just don't rock with. I just I'm just not feeling you. You thought I was feeling you. Some people I'm just not feeling. And so, like, I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. And I'm also at peace with people not feeling me. 
So, listen, we're all having a human experience. Have fun. Let loose. Life is short. There's so many experiences to be had. Don't distract yourself by saying, I don't want to have this experience. I don't want to have this experience. I don't want this person in my experience. Boo, choose to live. Go live. Forget it. Forget about it. Yeah, so I wish you all well. But, yeah, let's read this post again. Carrie J. I am Carrie J. is the name, the username. It says, I rarely get irritated with people because I let everyone be themselves. A lot of y'all walk around talking about people get on your nerves just because they aren't in alignment with you. The sooner you release the idea that everyone thinks as you do and operate off the rules you govern your life by, then you begin to enjoy experiences with people rather than trying to control them. And at the very least, you live and let live without trying to put down those that do not live as you do. Ashe. You got to know what you know. They're going to call it cockiness. They're going to call it arrogance. You got to know what you know. Because I don't want my confidence to. I'm going to say something and I want you to hold on to it. All right? Get your cameras ready because this is game. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity. If I could get up and dance, I would dance right now. If I could get up and shout, I would shout right now. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity because I dress like I dress because I'm confident. I look like I look because he's confident. We walk like we walk because we're confident. I don't even use cologne. Now, that, this, it, somebody asked me, what is that you wear? And I said, confidence. It, it's my natural odor. It's my natural odor. I don't, I don't have to use Dolce or whatever it is. It's my natural odor. Come on, coach. Let's do it. Because if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they taste good. Sometimes you got to know what you know. They're going to call it. Okay. So let's talk about that. You got you got to know what you know. <sighs> I think that too often a lot of us shy away from our gifts, a lot of us shy away from our greatness because we don't want to be seen as cocky or we don't want to be seen as better than or we feel like our light shining dims other people's light. But reality is, is that like, talk your shit. Talk your shit. You know what you know. It is what it is. You bomb, you bomb. You being amazing, you being, you thriving does not take away from someone else's ability to thrive, right? You being just a genius in your, in your positions does not take away from other people being a genius too. Other people can still be great while you're being great and extraordinary. Like, it doesn't take it away. And I think like when he says, sometimes you just, you just got to know what you know. And it's like, listen, I'm amazing. It is what it is. Like, so, wh like, why does me being amazing bother you, right? Why does me being amazing make you feel some sort of way? Why does my confidence in what I bring to the table of affect you in a negative way, right? Like, so I definitely agree. Like, don't let other people's confidence um, offend your insecurities don't make them make you feel like you're less than and if anything right if you feel I feel like if we feel intimidated by someone's expression 
or anything like that. Like we can use that energy that we're feeling as inspiration, right? We can decide like if I see you doing something and I feel a sense of jealousy or if I feel some sort of way, if I feel some sense of fear or feel like I'm inferior, then I think that that's an invitation that maybe that's something you want. Right. Maybe you want to be that confident. Maybe you want to be that bold. Maybe you want to show up and show out and you're not allowing yourself. But seeing that person do it may inspire you to, you know what? Let me talk my shit. Let me stand in my truth. Let me go out there and, and, and be brave and bold and excited about what I bring to this world. Like these days, nobody can tell me nothing about my gifts, period. I know what I know. You know what I mean? And I know who I am. Right. And to that extent that I believe who I am, like I'm going to express that unapologetically. And I'm no longer concerned about like what other people think about it. Like I'm standing 10 toes down and who God designed me to be, who I believe I am. Because me saying I'm amazing, me saying I'm great, me acknowledging my gifts does not take away from the bombness that you are, does not take away from how God designed you and what God has called you to. And so I really do think that more of us need to be talking our shit. Like, and that's what this energy of this video give me is talk your shit. Talk your shit. Stand 10 toes down. You know what you bring to this world. You know your gifts. You know your talents. You know you're amazing. It doesn't matter what you're amazing at. Enjoy it. Have fun. Embrace that shit. If you're a great friend, if you're a great reader, if you're a great writer, if you're just a resourceful ass person, whatever it is, like, own it, stand in it, enjoy it, flaunt it. Oh well, it is what it is. They gonna call it arrogance, but you gonna call it confidence because I don't want my confidence to. I'm gonna say something that I want you to hold on to it. All right, get your cameras ready because this is game. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity. Mm. If I could get up and dance, I would dance right now. If I could get up and shout, I would shout right now. Do not allow my confidence to offend your insecurity because I dress like I dress because I'm confident. I look like I look because he's confident. We walk like we walk because we're confident. I don't even... And what I'm also hearing in this video is like, I'm just doing me. This ain't got nothing to do with you. I ain't trying to show you up. I ain't trying to be this or that. I'm just being me. I'm just doing me. That's what I also hear, like, from the message that he's saying. It's like, I'm just doing me. Don't allow how I'm showing up and showing out and expressing to offend your insecurity, right? Because you, you, ain't, you ain't showing up and showing out in who you are. I'm just being me. This ain't, I, I, this ain't even got nothing to do with you. I'm just being. Period. It's my natural order. I don't, I don't have to use those The confidence just come through, he said. Come on, coach, let's do it. Because if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they... You have expectations of people that they never agreed to. Disappointment begins with the expectation that wasn't communicated. And you brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. Words don't ensure results because words require images. And I wish we could see pictures rather than words mm -hmm. because the pictures are true to the vision you have in mm -hmm. mind. And the word always.
always falls short of the yeah. Oh, yes. And if we can let go of what we had in mind, we can discover what God had in mind. For mm. us. And the difference between the person who can't move forward and the person that can is how quickly we adapt to letting go of what we had in mind. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Expectations of people that they never agreed to. This with the expectation that wasn't communicated and you, you brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. Words don't ensure results because words require images. And I wish we could see pictures rather than words because the pictures are true to the vision mm. you have in mind. And the word always falls short of the vision. And if we can let go of what we had in mind, we can discover what God had in mind for us. And the difference between the person who can't move forward and the person that can is how quickly we adapt to letting go of what we had in mind. First off, can I apologize to um, those on audio? I apologize. I have not been saying the name of the users of the content that I've been promoting since it's on the screen. I have not been saying it and I apologize. This speaker is um, Bishop Jakes, TD Jakes. Um, so yes, I apologize for those past ones. Um, I will try to go in and add the at while I'm editing. Uh, no guarantees, but if you hear this, that means I did not do it. <laughs> Anywho, so this is from Bishop. This is from TD Jakes, uh, Bishop Jakes, and I really, really love hearing this, especially the beginning part because I have said this for so many years, and I started to acknowledge it in my life that, like, you know, people have these un these these unspoken expectations, and that we are then asked or expected to live by them. And it's so unfortunate, and it's so sad because a lot of relationships break down because of this. Because people aren't saying what they actually need and what they actually want, or aren't willing to allow the journey to unfold in the way uh, God intended. They try to manipulate throughout the process. They try to do things to try to get things moving in the direction they desire. Um, and it's just so much happening uh, as we try to control outcomes. And I think that a lot of times, you know, when our expectations are not met, things tend to break apart, right? And sometimes we might blame the, in the, the other individual. We might blame ourselves. And I think something that T.D. Jake says here is about, like, being able to let go. Uh, I think that sometimes we have to be able to let go of the stories we told ourselves, the visions we had in order to let things unfold naturally and allow things to be what they are and or to to free ourselves. Right. Because if we have an image in our head of how things should be, we start moving in that way. Right. But you're moving in that way. But that person, is, the other person don't have that vision. Right. They don't have what you believe to be. So. Right. So your visions may be so differently, but you're so stuck on the vision you have in your head and creating it that when it is not created, then it causes friction. Not because it's necessarily wrong what's happening, but because it doesn't meet your picture or your idea of what should be happening. And so I think it's so important for us to be mindful of like our expectations, 
to be mindful of like the visions we have about how things should be and how that vision may be influencing our experience that may be feeling uncomfortable or full of tension. You know, I love endings and relationships. No matter how much they hurt, I really do enjoy endings because I think it's so important that life goes on, right? And sometimes life going on means that that expectation or that belief I had about the future I had with you is a no-go, right? And I need to go back to the drawing board, right? I need to release this idea of what I thought we could be. I need to release this idea of who I thought I was. I need to release this idea of the vision I have for my life. And allow God to do what God's going to do. Allow life to, to unfold for me. Instead of trying to control everything, I can let life unfold. Disappointment begins with the expectation that wasn't communicated. And you, you brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. Words don't ensure results because words require images and i wish we could see pictures rather than words me because too. The me too vision you have in mind and the word always falls short of the vision and that's the thing even when i be talking to y'all i be thinking like i wish i can see the visions i get in my head i wish i can see the images because my words really do fall short about like what i see in my mind what spirit shows me or what i envision to happen or be happening um words don't really allow me to really capture it in the way that i really desire to in a way that i feel like will be impactful and really represent what it is that i i am i am perceiving you know and so I, I, this, this post is so, so special and so important. And I think that it is powerful and impactful uh, because I think that it is something happening in the background of a lot of our lives that we may not be aware of. And so I pray that, you know, that this message reaches those it's meant to reach, right? And it supports those it's meant to support because I do believe that it has medicine in it for our souls and a remembrance for us and a reminder to us about, like, our expectations, you know, and, like, what we expect from other people, what we expect from situations, what we expect from circumstances and how those expectations play a part in our experience and how those expectations play a part in our disappointment, you know, how often are we in situations and circumstances where we're just like, this wasn't supposed to happen? Why not? Because you didn't envision it? Because you didn't want it to happen? Doesn't mean it's not purposeful. Doesn't mean it doesn't have purpose. Doesn't mean that it's not what was meant to happen. You know? And if we can let go of what we had in mind, we can discover what God had in mind for us. And the difference between the person who can't move forward and the person that can is how quickly we adapt to letting go mm. of what we had in mind. Mm. have expectations of people that they never agreed to. Disappointment begins with the expectation that wasn't communicated and you brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. You brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. 
you know, uh, I, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> gotta laugh at yourself. Uh, I remember I went on an apology tour as part of my awakening journey. And on this apology tour, one of the people who I apologized to was my sister. And I remember apologizing because I felt like I had expectations of her because of the title of sister. And as I was on my journey and as I started to like really pull back titles from everybody and started to see them as humans first, I recognized that like I expected something from her that she probably didn't even know, you know. And so I thought like having an older sister was like the coolest, funnest thing in the world. But my experience was everything but that, you know, and it's not because she didn't want to or whatever else, but, you know, she had a role that she was playing in this world and in this life that I didn't even understand, right, that was beyond, that made her responsible for things at a very young age and made her responsible for the family at a very young age. And so my expectation of her uh, just didn't, I was disappointed, you know, and a little angered and a little hurt and all these things because, I had the idea because I because of what I believe the world was telling me about who she should be as a sister. The same thing you do with parents, right? You have this expectation of how parents should be behaving because they are parents, right? They're mother, they're father, and therefore they need to act blah, 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 blah. A child needs to act blah, 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 right? So it's all these expectations of these roles that we have for each other. And then when we don't act within them, you know, there's this disappointment, there's this resentment, there's this anger and all these other things. When a reality is like, what if we let go the expectation and just allow our relationships to be authentic, right? Allow our connections to be authentic. You know, it's just such an interesting thing. And, and I, I don't think that this episode is definitely the place to really delve super deep into this. But I definitely feel like... um it's so true. Like a lot of us are in people's lives and people have these roles for us and these expectations of who we are and how we should behave. I always um, remind people that like, you know, you, I'm me, you know, at the end of the day, and you could put me on this pedestal and you can put me and, and expect all these things from me, but I will falter. I will fail. I will fall short of your expectations of me. Um, and that's just what it is. You know, I'm not here to play this perfect role or this be this certain person in your life because you believe that that's who I am. I get to be me and I don't get I'm not going to be imprisoned by the idea that you have of me in your head. And so it, it is an interesting thing to consider, right? Even in all of our relationships, do we have expectations of people and are we are we judging them or or expecting them to live up to it? And when they don't, are we disappointed? Are we treating them different because they didn't live up to their expect the expectations we had of them? Not that they're not being authentic and they're not being who they are, but they aren't living in the way that we believe they should be within our worlds. Which is absolutely fine. Right. That you're not OK with their behavior or you're not OK with the way they express. But at the same time, it's like, you know, instead of trying to control and make them be who you want them to be, you can also just let them go. You Or you could let go of the vision that you had of who they were. And you can just allow them to be. So there's there's I mean, I mean, clearly this can be a very like layered conversation. But yeah, nonetheless, this is like I thought this was such a beautiful post. Um, 
Oh, look at this post. Someone says the real Makana says not always true. A few people know exactly what is expected and agree and then fail to live up to and honor the commitment. This leads to disappointment too and justifiably so. But I also recognize that this is a snippet. So context is also important. Yes. Okay. But there are many actions and reactions that lead to disappointment, not just a lack of communication. And even with this, I will say this. I think that sometimes people do believe that they can be who you want them to be. They do believe that they do live up to your expectations. However, they may get in a relationship or connection with you, right? Whatever kind of relationship. And they just don't have that for you. I do believe that some people, like people are, I do believe that we get activated depending on who we are around, right? Like I'm not... Who I am with my friends is not who I am with my lovers. Who I am with my family is not who I am with my friends, right? Like, they all activate different aspects of me. And, like, sometimes I do get in relationships, and, and I have been in romantic relationships where, like, I saw versions of myself I didn't even know existed. I have been super vulnerable, super super comfortable. I felt super safe in some of my relationships. And in other relationships, I never even knew that existed, you know? So... I do believe that sometimes people think that they can live up to your expectations, but then they then within the, the within your relationship, they realize that they actually aren't that into you. They aren't into you enough to activate the aspect of them. And it's not a it's just it's just y'all don't have that. Y'all just don't have that connection. Um, and I think that that's something else to keep in mind It's like. Yeah, they may have really believed that they can be that person because they've been that person to someone. But you may not be that person that activates that in them. They might not have it for you like that. And I know it's sad. It's probably sad and disappointing to hear. And all that's fear. I'm not saying, like, feel what you want to feel. Like, but And at the same time, also be okay with letting people go when you recognize or you realize that they aren't whatever it is you thought they were going to be or whatever it is you wanted them to be or however you thought this was going to play out. Like you can stay around and be mad and angry and, and critique them and talk down to them and be angry with them. Or you can just be like, you know what? This is not what it was. Be disappointed, be angry and all those things, but also let them go and recognize that you don't want to prolong the hurt. You don't want to prolong the pain. You don't want to prolong whatever else you're prolonging, right? Just like let it go. And yes, I know it's easier said than done. This is life. This is life. Everything that I say probably fucking sounds simple. And I know that in practice, in theory, yeah, simple. In practice, no. Words don't ensure results because words require images. And I wish we could see pictures rather than words. Okay. So there's another comment I wanted to do here. This one's. So Flodo56 says, this is one of the hardest things to do. Letting go of the expectation is a process. And I agree. And I, and I also will say that I think with practice too, right, the more we practice letting go, everyday things, our thoughts, our um, letting go of holding on to um, feelings, letting go of ruminating with thoughts, like, the more we let go and practice letting go, I think not the easier, but the more comfortable we come with it. So one of the other comments that was said is that this is one of the hardest things to do. Letting go of the expectation is a process. And 
I do agree. It is a process. And at the same time, I think it's super important for us to recognize that this is a skill that we can develop, right? This is a skill that we can um, grow with because letting go can be a practice that you do daily, right? Whether it's letting go of thoughts that you have, letting go of emotions, letting go of expectations, letting go of the idea and the pains we have about the experiences we have. And I think that that can be a constant practice that we do throughout our day. And the more and more we practice letting go and the more and more we allow what is to be, we will we will build this um, mental immunity to it, right? We will build our our muscle of being able to allow things to be what they are, of being able to let things go, of being able to be disappointed and move on, you know? I think that, right, I, I like even in an earlier uh, comment where they were talking about, you know, it's justifiable, you know, you're all right. Yeah, this leads to disappointment, too, and justifiably so. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that whatever our emotions are, they are right. Like whatever you feel, you feel it is what it is. However, how you react and respond is everything. And so sometimes I think that we got to take that L. I don't even think it's an L, but accept that things aren't what we thought they were going to be, that relationships are ending. Um and that just is what it is. Like yesterday I was watching this uh, interrogation by this young man who was in jail. Uh, he had a relationship in jail. He got out of jail. His partner who was in jail eventually got released. And I think like within a week or two, the partner broke up with him. And the person felt very blindsided and eventually um, took the their, their ex's life. And I feel like, you know... I definitely the thing was like I definitely uh, sympathize with the guy whose heart was broke, who felt like he was done wrong because I know that emotion. I know that hurt that that the way your heart breaks, the way it aches, it feels so fucking unbearable, you know. And um, you do whatever it takes to get that feeling gone, you know, and so (sighs) I get it, right? Like, I get that this is very, like, layered and it's it's levels to it. And, yeah. I'm not saying any of this is easy. I just think that it is a practice that a lot of us will have to partake in and that we might want to develop in order to have a more easeful experience, right? Because disappointment is going to happen. Things are not going to always go how you expect it. And like it is your responsibility to respond in the most in the most correct way for you, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like. But people will disappoint you. People will not always live up to your expectations. People will say yes and later say no. People will change their mind. You know, I I had this guy like every day we woke up and he was like, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I want to marry you. And in that same breath, like a couple hours late or like a couple of days later, we were breaking up. You know, it just is what it is. It is what it is. And I think that like, yeah, it could be hurtful and you can feel like it's shit and you can feel like it's unfair. But that is a possibility of life, man. Like. People are going to people are going to be people, you know, they're going to do what they want and you can only control you. So like trying to control people, thinking that your anger somehow will keep them under your wing is like, no, it's people are going to move on. And it's important for you to consider moving on as well. So that's that.
years with the expectation that wasn't communicated and you brought me in to play a role that I never got to read the script. Words don't ensure results. Mm, that was delicious, though. That was a good one. The next post we have is from X, a.k.a. Twitter. And this one is from Gaia. Gaia Lect is the username. It says, maybe they tried their best, too. Their best may not look like your best because you two have come from two different upbringings, different traumas too. Even though saying goodbye is hard, don't forget to acknowledge the things you've learned, the ways in which you are wiser. Bless. Okay, so let's read this again. Maybe they tried their best too. Their best may not look like your best because you two have come from two different upbringings, different traumas too. Even though saying goodbye is hard, don't forget to acknowledge the things you've learned, the ways in which you are wiser. I talked a bit earlier about like recognizing that, you know, sometimes people going their separate ways have nothing to do with being toxic. And sometimes it's really about a matter of compatibility. You know, it's a matter of like we're just in two different places. We're going on two different paths. Maybe we value different things. Uh, maybe we just see the world so differently that it's creating so much tension that neither one of us want to stick around for it. Right. Or we just think that our lives are in different places. Maybe the distance is too much, whatever it is, right? Like sometimes we really are doing our best and sometimes both of our best will not lead to us successfully doing whatever it is we're doing, whether we're building a business together, whether we're in a relationship together. The reality is our best sometimes won't be enough for the situation. And I love this post. I mean, I love all the posts, but I really appreciated this post because it does. It did make me think because it's like, yeah, it's so true. And to like not project on other people that they somehow failed or they didn't do enough when maybe like that's all they had to give. And if all they had to give was what they gave and that you still felt like it wasn't enough, that's okay. But that's what they had. You know, I personally, all my relationships, I can honestly look at each and every one of them and be like, I learned something. A lot of times I learned things about myself. I've often learned where I was rejecting myself. Um, I realized in my relationships where people didn't see me or didn't acknowledge aspects of myself was also places where I wasn't being kind to myself. And so it really helped wake some things up for me. It helped me acknowledge the way I was treating myself, the way I saw myself in this world, you know. And so it helped me to grow deeper in love and obsess with myself. And in that, you know, I'm able to be in relationships that I feel like also sees me, you know, also acknowledges me in a way I never felt before, right? But I felt like something I say to people all the time is that my relationships get better and better and better. I love relationships, Um necessarily not like boyfriend girlfriend this or that but like I love relationships because um and specifically romantic ones these days because I've realized so much about myself through them you know like there's like layers and levels of us that we don't get to explore until we meet another until we come into contact with another and I think that there's just something so beautiful about that and something so loving about that and something to experiment experience um 
Yeah, and I agree. Like, even though saying goodbye is hard, don't forget to acknowledge the things you've learned. Don't forget to acknowledge everything you got to experience, everything you got to live because of that interaction, because of that connection. You know, don't forget those moments. You know, I think a lot of times, I, I think about my relationships, and a lot of times I recognize that my deepest heartbreaks was because of expectations I had or beliefs I had or stories I was telling myself. And more than anything, I was never attached to the person. I think I was attached to the image I had in my mind of my life with them. But when I thought about it, I always giggle because I'm like, even if I was to take them out of the picture, I don't think it would matter who it was, right, long as there was somebody and that kind of like really shook me and woke me up a bit because it's like so what is it that you're actually seeking what do you feel like you're missing what are you going after what is it you truly desire you know and I think a lot of times we be mad at people and we be angry with them and I don't think we really know why I wonder how many times we're actually honest enough with ourselves to be like I never really wanted to be with that person I was settling because I was ready to settle down and just say that and be with that, right? And even though you are disappointed that that relationship ended, also acknowledge that there's a gift there, right? Like that luckily it did end, so now you're not settling. Luckily they ended it because now they're not even an option for you. They freed you too. So there's so many ways to look at this. So let's look at some of the comments. So once Positivity Moon um, Artem says, that hit deep. It's wild how two souls can collide, each bringing their own baggage and past traumas to the table. Sometimes their best ain't enough for us, but it don't mean they, they ain't trying. Life's a whole journey of lessons, goodbyes, and growth. We got to cherish the, let's open. We got to cherish the lessons, even if they come wrapped in pain. It's all part of the leveling up in this game of life. Keep your head up and your heart open. Ashe. I love that. But yeah, I, I remember last year when I was dating. I think it started last year or the year before. I used to always say, oh, man, the more I date, the more I get to know people, like my connections get better and better. My experiences get better and better. And that's just how I feel. I feel like every time somebody leaves, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to get even better than that. You know, and like, I don't know if it's been I, I don't know if it's been better as much as it's been different, you know. And so, like, I think that it's so interesting. Um, but I definitely would always say that it's like, you know, my connections get better and better. My relationships get better and better. I meet a more suitable partner. Um, along this journey and so I'm learning more of like what I need what I want how I want my connections to be in love and life and so it's all just a beautiful beautiful experience in my opinion and I'm always grateful for it and I know that that's not everybody's story or their journey uh, I'm always so grateful that I never got to be one of those people that say fuck love or that you know oh my heart is broken so I'm never gonna love again who because that would be so sad <laughs> that would be so sad for me because I love love I love I love what is possible I love the potential of it I love just seeing where things go I love just seeing how things unfold you know and the more I wear I get the more mindful I am in my relationships the more I notice and so it's just really really beautiful and I thought that this post really speaks about some important things right maybe they tried their best too their best may not look like your best because you two have come from two different upbringings, different traumas too. Even though saying goodbye is hard, don't forget to acknowledge the things you've learned, the ways in which you are wiser. 
And I think that too, right? Like our lens are all different, right? We have different um, filters for the lens in which we see the world through. Um, One of my friends, I'm like always telling him like, you know, you see the world from your eyes, right? Like you're not me, right? As much as like, you you think that this is simple this is this is this this is that it's just like that i'm like that's for you which is fine but like that doesn't consider me right that doesn't consider my lens that doesn't consider my experiences there's a reason why i care about the things i care about right there's a reason why i acknowledge the things i acknowledge there's a reason why i say certain things up front because i know these things about myself right like i believe to know these things about myself and so i share them or I know what I value, and so I share certain things. Certain things are just not okay with me, and so i rather just say it up front so people can decide whether or not they want to stick around, you know? And so, like, everybody has their own way of living and their own way of expressing, their own way of going about life. And uh, and I think and a lot of that has to do with our conditioning, our nurturing, right, um, our nature as well. And so... There's things to consider. And at the end of the day, we're all just bringing bringing our journey along with us. And I love like hearing people's stories and hearing about the experience because it does help me get a glimpse into what their concerns are. Right. What their worries are, what their experiences have meant for them, you know. Um, Yeah, I love listening to people, too, because I feel like I learn so much about what people value by the way in which they speak. And the things they speak about, I always used to say I like I, I use the word always a lot, but like always, I think when I'm saying always, I'm talking about the awakened version of me. So anything from the past six, seven years is what I'm talking about. When I say always, I'm talking about the past six or seven years. Yeah, I had to like see it in my mind. Like, yeah, when I say always, I'm talking about like once I had my my major awakening, um, what I consider my major awakening. So there's that charisma charismatic k-pop is the at name it says sometimes i think about this but stop myself because it seems like i'm making excuses for him but yeah maybe he did but for me it wasn't that his best wasn't good enough is that it was done in a silence in silence a place i would have never known of unless i searched for it and that's work Hmm. yeah that's the thing too right it's like we're all built differently too so when we're getting to know someone, we also have to understand how they work and why they work the way they work and decide whether or not that's something we want to deal with. Some people are not on their healing journey um, consciously. Some people don't have the awareness of themselves in that way. And I also know people who don't necessarily consider themselves on a healing journey, but are very mindful and awakened, you know? So it's like everybody's experience can be so different, even, and we're, but we're all heading to the same place, right? And we might be taking different paths and different routes there, but we're all heading to the same place and it looks different for all of us. And so I don't know, this world is such a beautiful place. That's what I do know. And I know that humans are very interesting creatures and we're just beautiful. (laughs) And there's something just, intriguing about our experience and the way we choose to show up and yeah i like it i appreciate it a lot guys that work for me he would he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem some issue that was going on and he'd say boss we got this and that and the other thing and i'd look at him and i'd say good and finally one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having some problem and He said, I already know what you're going to say. I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. 
He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well then hell, you still got some fight left in you. So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go out on the attack. Okay, so for our audio listeners, that post was from Instagram and is from Jim Day Trades. Jim Day Trades is the person who posted this. And I when I saw this post, um, it reminded me of so many things. One thing is that the idea that everything has a purpose, right? And I think that um, that's something to hold on to in this world. I had this mentor and I remember her telling me that we never know what an event truly means, right? Uh, sometimes we go through things and we think, oh man, that's such a bad thing. But do we know that for sure, right? Do we know the purpose of that thing? And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in the moment and our expectations and how we want things to go and how we expect things to go that sometimes we... We see an opportunity as a problem, right? Or we see an opportunity as a roadblock or we see an opportunity as like life being unkind to us instead of feeling like life is happening for us at all times, right? And life is always happening for our awakening. Life is always happening for our awareness. Life is always happening for our remembrance, Life is always happening to support us in returning home to self and remembering self. So a lot of times where we go through things and things don't turn out how we expect and we become disappointed, we think it's a negative thing. But what if it isn't? You know, what if it's life supporting us? You know, I really sit with that because I feel like a lot of times in life, you know, when things happen, I probably thought that. It was the worst thing that can happen. And honestly, when I look back at my life, I'm like, yo, everything that happened, I'm so grateful with it. Like, I'm so grateful to be where I am right now, who I am, and with whom I'm with. You know, the people in my life. Um, I'm so grateful for the experiences I had because 
they are the reason I am who I am today. You know, like they allowed me to come to this place as a being in my experience, in my environment. All the things led me here. And so I think that there's just something beautiful about having a perspective of seeing the glass always half full. Um, I'm someone I see the good in everything. No matter what is happening, I can always see a positive in it. And I don't do that to take away from anyone's experience. I do it because I truly, truly believe in everything in me that everything happens for a reason. And though I may not understand it, though I may not like it in the moment, doesn't mean that it doesn't have a purpose and a purpose that is beneficial for me. Um, And that's the thing with situations, though, right? We don't know how something that happens in this moment will impact our life long term. And so sometimes we may look at a situation and be like, oh, this is good. This is bad. But what do we really know? What do we really know? You know, people may think like, oh, this is a good thing. I'm getting maybe like I'm getting married. Right. But you're getting married. And then within that marriage it's just a whole bunch of chaos or you find out a whole bunch of secrets. Right. But you thought this thing was so good. Right. And so now you're looking at it like, oh, this is bad. But is it really you know what I mean? Is the timing really bad or does the timing support you or does the timing benefit you? Like, there's so many ways to look at a situation or circumstance, and our perspective is really determines how we view a situation. But I do believe that, like, having that positive perspective, looking at things as even neutral, right, not good or bad, just is, or looking at things in a positive light, like, no matter what is happening, I know that it has a bigger purpose. It can be so healthy for us, right, not, not being, uh, not toxic positivity where it's just, like, you're not recognizing the hurt and the pain and everything else as well, as well as seeing like, even in this chaos, there's an answer. Even in this chaos, this is a solution, you know, and being able to see a bigger picture besides like just this, this one issue. Guys that work for me, he would, he would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally one day he was, telling me about some issue that he was having some problem and he said i already know what you're gonna say i said well what am i gonna say oh so first of all the speaker name is joko willink j-o-c-k-o willink w-i-l-l-i-n-k so that is the actual speaker name but the post is from jim day trades uh and it's called good um, cause I just saw it pop up. So I was like, let me, let me add that. <laughs> but, uh, I also think when you say good, it's like you recognizing that even in this moment, there's an opportunity, right? Even in this moment, there's an opportunity. And I think that's what the good part, because like, no matter what is happening, it's an opportunity, right? Like, even if like, there's an issue, right? It gives you an opportunity to come up with a solution, right? So that's something you're adding to your repertoire. That's something you're adding to your, your well of wisdom. Uh, even if an incident happened, right? Like, it's an opportunity to learn something, whatever that something is. Um, even if you get the promotion, right? You get to celebrate. You get to be excited. All the things. You, you are being recognized for the, what you bring to the table. You're being recognized for your contribution. You're being recognized. So there, I can see where it's, like, it's always like, good, good. No matter what's happening. Oh, the order didn't come in. Good. Because life happens, you know. And if every time life happens, we get startled, then what? 
Yeah, but if you can come from a perspective of like, good, no matter what's happening, it's all good, it's all purposeful, then even the way I think we will approach things would be different because we will probably approach it with less fear, less resistance, less anger, right? Less frustration and more like, okay, this is happening. I'm going to deal with it. What can I do now? I, I, I also, so I also think it puts you in a different state of mind too as you're addressing or dealing with whatever's going on. And you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say good. And I said, well, yeah, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Mm. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on the other one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. I think with this, though, is like, how do you determine something's bad? Is something bad simply because it didn't go as you had planned? Is something bad because it didn't meet your expectations? Like, what makes the thing bad? I think that, and I'm I'm just asking, like, that thought just came to my mind. Like, what makes us think that something is bad? What we, What have we been conditioned to believe that something is bad? And are we still carrying that? Because the reality really is, right? Regardless of what hap- what's happening, you don't know how that experience or that moment will impact your life. So how do you know it's bad? How do you know? How do you know it's bad? Because I have seen situations where people got offered a job, the job rescinded the offer, right? And then the person got an even better job later, right? Or now the person was available for a trip coming up or something else. So it's like, how do you know something is bad? Like, how do you just determine it's bad just because it didn't go the way you expected? Like, are we conditioned to believe that certain things are bad simply because it didn't go the way we expected? It's automatically bad. It's automatically wrong. But why? Why do we believe that? Do we believe that? I'm, I'm going to sit with that, too, like this idea of something going bad. Like, what does that even mean? And how do I determine that something is going bad? And is it bad or is it just uh, a signpost that I need to course correct? Is it a signpost that there is another way? Is, there a, is this just a signpost that I need to pause and do something differently? Is this a signpost to slow down? Like, like, like he's saying, right, there's something good in it. So what is the message within the experience that can be supportive and helpful for the journey? There's clearly a purpose for it. So, like, what is it? And will we allow it to unfold without us projecting our expectations of what it should look like, how it should look? That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out. Don't get startled. Don't get frustrated. If you can say the word good, guess what? It means you're still alive. Mm. It means you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, well, now you still got some fight left in you. 
So get up, dust off, reload, recalibrate, re-engage, and go out on the attack. Don't fall. And I feel like that's the thing, right? As long as we have breath, we have opportunity. We know that life is not over. You know, we know that we can keep going. So you know there's still choices to be made, a life to be lived. I think that, huh. I feel like he makes some very valid points, like, towards the ending. It's like, don't get bummed out. Don't lose hope. Know that you can keep going. You got this. Take a deep breath. Reset. Realign. Recalibrate. Let's go. Right? Like, there's another opportunity. I, I, I say very often that, like, but did you die, right? Like, as long as you, as, you didn't die. So as long as you're alive, like, there's opportunity to live more life, right? There's opportunity to live more life. No matter what choices you make, like, you can come back from them. That's my belief, right? Now, yes, there are some choices that's harder than others to bounce back from. But nonetheless, like, as long as you got, as long as you can breathe, as long as you have life, you have an opportunity to make new choices and therefore create new paths for your, your life. So, just because something didn't go as expected, I do believe that there is an opportunity there. And I think that sometimes that opportunity can be a matter of, like, this is an opportunity to redirect. This is an opportunity to learn. This is an opportunity to realize what you need to work on. This is an opportunity to realize where you fall short. This is an opportunity to realize where you're weak. This is an opportunity to realize where you want to be strengthened. Um, you know, even when we when you know, we lose relationships or end up uh, getting fired from jobs. Like, these are opportunities. And I know in the moment it may feel like it's shit, it's horrible, it's not an opportunity. But, like, if you shift your perspective about it, like, there's an opportunity there. But it's for you to see it. It's for you to acknowledge it. It's for you to notice it. And that's up to you. So I definitely resonate with this good post because it does remind me a lot of what my mentor used to tell me about. Like, I don't know if something's good or bad. It just is. But we create narratives around our experiences to tell us, like, if this is good or if this is bad. But the reality is we don't know everything, right? We don't know if, like, we got $1,000, but we could have had 100000 had we spoke to that one person, you know? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. You may think that, oh, I got this bomb opportunity, but you didn't even know that another opportunity was about to come that was going to be, like, 20 times better, or 20 times more of what you was asking for. We don't know. All we know is that we have this experience that we're having. How it's going to influence our future, how it affects our future, that we don't fully un know. And so, you know, there's a lot we don't have a control over in this lifetime. And I think that having a positive mindset or looking at things with a glass half full or looking at things with a perspective of possibility really does lean us to experience a more expansive experience, more uh, a bigger experience, a more uh, experience full of more possibility and opportunities, you know? So it's really our mindset really does play a big part. And if we can look at situations as they come in and just be like, all, all good. It's all good, and it's still, and I'm still blessed, and I'm still blessed, right? Like looking at opportunities that we may have before deemed as bad or unfortunate, and be like, and I'm still blessed, and I'm still blessed, and I'm still blessed throughout it, you know. 
it's all about your mindset like yep 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 <laughs> i'm like yeah 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 this is a post on twitter from nika soul and the username is with love soul and it says once you realize that nearly everything is nuanced you loosen the grip on needing to be right and let it all simply expand you and when i saw this i was like yes yes when you realize that nearly everything is nuanced you loosen the grip on needing to be right and let it all simply expand you because like i was saying at the beginning of this podcast every thing is layered there's so many layers to there to things there's so many levels to things and like so many perspectives can be correct about a situation or a circumstance you know and when we're trying to um when we're trying to pigeonhole everything about life to a uh, uh, to a understanding to something that we can comprehend we we, we tend to frustrate ourselves, right? We tend to feel a need to defend ourselves. We tend to feel a need to protect our thoughts and our beliefs. You know, but when you realize that nearly everything is nuanced, that there's more to the story, every time I look at a post, I try to remind myself, like, this is just a snippet of this person, right? Every time I watch something, I remind myself, this is a snippet of an expression of this person, right? Like, this is not everything. There's so much more layered. And even as they're talking, I know if I was to get into a conversation with this person, they will release levels and levels and levels of understanding and belief they have. And so it really does help me just be with what's, what is, right? Be with what is being said. Be with the experience as a person is laying it out and know that there's so much more. Know that I don't have it all, but I have a snippet, right? And being okay with, like, the fact that there's so much more. There's so much more. Yeah, so once you realize that nearly everything is nuanced, you loosen the grip on needing to be right and let it all simply expand you. There's so many different perspectives and so many different views we can look at a situation or circumstance from. And so, yeah, nearly everything is nuanced. There's so much more, literally so much more to be said, to be explored, to consider. So much more. This next post we have is from X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. And it is Miriam Hasna, okay? This is a post from Miriam Hasna. And it says, it's up to you at the end of the day to take care of your own feelings, manage your own mood, and regulate your own emotions, regardless of how the world is, how others are doing, or how anyone is treating you. You cannot allow any of that to control your feelings any longer. Period. It's up to you at the end of the day to take care of your own feelings, manage your own mood and regulate your own emotions, regardless of how the world is, how others are doing or how anyone is treating you. You cannot allow any of that to control your feelings any longer. I really appreciate this post. Um, when I saw it, uh, I realized that I realized how far I've come on my journey and how much I've taken responsibility for my experience. Uh, there was times where I, th I mentioned earlier where I would be like, you made me feel, you made me cry, you made me this, 
right? Like it was very much giving everybody else outside of me the power, right? And I started to recognize that like my emotions are mine. My feelings are mine. My mood is mine. It is under my control. And in reality, that is the only thing I have control over is myself and my experience to an extent, right? Um, my experience to an extent, but definitely over my myself, right? And so one of the things I do, I am mindful of, and I said earlier too, even in my relationships, is that you know, when I'm feeling a certain way, I check in with myself. I question my feelings. I question, you know, what the core of them are. I question, you know, what they're really about. Because like I said, something might trigger me or something might activate me, but it's activating old memories, right? Not necessarily it's an issue with what the person is doing in this moment, but more so they're triggering a part of me that reminds me of something else. It reminds me of a pain, of a fear, of some trauma, and so when I started to recognize that, that there is like a core place um, where the root of the real issue, the actual issue is being activated, then I started to realize how important it was for me to take care of me, right? For me to uh, explore my thoughts, for me to explore my feelings, for me to understand myself uh, so that I can take better care of myself, so that I can give myself what I needed. And so what Mariam Hasna is saying here, where it's like, it's up to you at the end of the day. It is my responsibility to care for myself. Even if people outside of me, something they did or said triggers me, I'm still responsible for me, right? I'm responsible for the way I respond and react. I'm responsible for protecting myself and taking care of myself, right? If I know that you are things you say and do are constantly triggering me and I don't like the way that feels and I don't feel like it's supportive to my journey, I'm responsible to move myself out the way. It's not my responsibility to try to change you to be a different person or a, a more um, digestible version of yourself, right? It's my responsibility to decide what is best for me and what I need, right? I'm not going to ask you to change. I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself and that might mean just me moving out the way. Um, and it can really be that simple, and so I do feel like a lot of times, like, you know, we blame others for how we feel without recognizing um, our responsibility in it, right? And, giving, and and understanding our responsibility going forward, right? Like, you may not, what people do, they're going to do, right? I'm not ever saying that you are to blame for anything anyone else's do. But once you know, once you have awareness, like, hey, the way this person acts doesn't feel good. Or I don't like who I become when I'm around you, right? Once you have that awareness, it is up to you to take care of yourself. It is up to you to make decisions so that you can be who you want to be. Show up how you want to show up without feeling like, oh, when I'm around you, I can't be that way. Well, if that's not the way you're trying to express, move out the way. Let them go. Let them go about their business, um, and know that you always got you. You are the most consistent thing in your life. You always have you. People are going to come and go in this lifetime, but you will always have you. And you are responsible for taking care of yourself. If you are an adult, you are responsible for taking care of yourself. And I know we all have different levels of our ability to care for self. Do what you can, boo. Do what you can. You got exactly what you need in this lifetime. I truly always believe that. You are designed the way spirit, source, God intended. So whatever your purpose is, I truly believe you have everything you need within you to 
express that purpose. And so with that being said, you know, like take care of yourself, honor yourself, put yourself first, recognize what you are responsible for and recognize what you are not responsible for. You cannot control other people. I dare to say get comfortable with letting people go. Get comfortable with people being four seasons. Get comfortable with people being temporary. Be okay with letting people go even while it hurts. Because you need to take care of you. And sometimes people are not going to be good for your nervous system. They are not going to be healthy for your nervous system. And I'm not saying just because somebody triggered you, they shouldn't be in your life. No. You got to figure out what your boundaries and your limits are. What's healthy for you, what's not healthy for you. What's correct for you, what's not correct for you. Only you can determine that. We're all living by our own rules. Our designs are all different. And therefore, our boundaries will look different. What we need will look different. How we react to things will be different. Because we are designed and then we have nature and nurture playing a part. So this was part of another post. So the top, the top post says, when you are sensitive to energy, you have to train your frequency. Otherwise, you will constantly be bombarded by feelings that everyone else around you is feeling. And that's no way to live. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, sensitive people out here. And understanding that sensitivity, understanding how energy influences you, understanding how you pick up energy, understanding... Um, when you're picking up energy, if you can notice when energy is shifting around you, like there's so much to learn about our bodies. There's so much to learn about our makeup. There's so much to learn about our design and honoring ourselves. Right. Not simply because someone told you this is what it means to be human. This is how humans operate. These are the five senses you have. And then you just decide that that's it. You get to question those things. You get to experience, have your experience and be vocal about what your experience is, even if it contradicts what has always been said. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's up to you at the end of the day to take care of your own feelings, manage your own mood and regulate your own emotions, regardless of how the world is. Doesn't matter what they say the expectations are. Doesn't matter what the research say. Your lived experience is so important. Your lived experience matters. Your lived experience is relevant. Your re- lived experience is real, okay? It's, 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 it's your lived experience. May you never allow anyone to talk you out of it or to make you feel like it's not possible because it's not their experience. So it's up to you at the end of the day to take care of your own feelings, manage your own mood, and regulate your own emotions regardless of how the world is how others are going to how others are doing or how anyone is treating you you cannot allow any of that to control your feelings any longer (sighs) y'all this our final post okay so we have this post from astro bay okay the username is hood healer at hood healer okay it says people are extremely threatened by an unshakable spirit protect yourselves so when i read this though the date on it says july 8th 2020 she's been um hood healer has been reposting a lot of her old tweets right at the end of the day these messages that we are sharing are timeless right um they're going to meet you where you at, okay? And sometimes the frequency come back up. So it is what it is. But 
The post says, people are extremely threatened by an unshakable spirit. Protect yourselves. And when I saw this, I thought about a lot of conversations me and my friend have my friends have had within the past two, three years is a recognition that people saw our light before we saw it. People saw our gifts before we acknowledged them. People saw our power before we realized how powerful we were. And sometimes when they did when they recognize that. I think that people have a tendency to try to take advantage. And that taking advantage can look like them downplaying you. That taking advantage can look like them keeping you around just so you do good but not as good as them or not surpass them. Um, It can look like different things. But when I read this post, I thought about so many different things. Um, I thought about how I express, how I show up sometimes. And I feel like it bothers people's spirit because I I come off as very confident. I come off as like, you know, some people will say like ego. Uh, Oh, that sounds like your ego. Because I could be so confident and like I believe what I believe. Like my intuition, I trust my intuition. Um, And, you know, people have tried to poke holes in it and question me. And I'm like, nothing you say is going to make me feel some type of way, right? Like. I've been with my intuition all my life. I've grown up in very traumatizing situations. And I always was able to protect myself because I always had this knowing. And so, like, no one's going to convince me anything else. I've always known, you know? And though I wasn't always confident in myself, like, a lot of people never knew that. But, like, I knew uh, at the end of the day, you know, I would let people who I thought was smarter than me or knew more than me to tell me who I needed to be or how I should behave. And so eventually I realized, like, everybody's making shit up as they go. And the more and more I've, I started to grow to love myself, the more and more I started to really appreciate what I contributed to this world and who I was, um, I really am grounded in my truth. I really am grounded in who I say I am. And so... Uh, I'm not easily swayed, right? Like, you can't just say something to me and knock me off my grounding. You can, People can have opinions of me now, and I'm unbothered. And that bothers people because people, because then they would start projecting, like, oh, you're cocky. Oh, you think you're better than people. And it's like, honestly, I'm just minding my business, and I'm not letting you tell me who I am. And I'm not letting what you say affect me. And I'm not letting what you say tell me what to do. Or I'm not letting, allowing what you say to make me shift and, and move crazy. Those days are over. <laughs> like, those days are over, right? Like, it's not happening. And so I feel like this pose, and I sh- I'm sure so many people can resonate with it on so many different levels. But I think the biggest thing here is, like, recognize that, Some people are just uncomfortable with you or some people just aren't feeling you, not because you did anything wrong, but because you shine a light on the truth of who who they see themselves as. You shine a light on their insecurities, your existence and your way of being activates them. It triggers them somehow for some reason. But that has nothing to do with you. That's their own thing. And so, like, I think it's so important, and I pray this for all of, for all of us or whoever's in this lifetime to be like this, is to stay in your truth. 
Be unfucking shakeable. Be unmovable. Don't let people's opinions or thoughts or ideas of who you are determine how you show up. Every time somebody have a critique, a critique, let's quote that, about you don't mean that you got to change it. Just because people bring awareness to something don't mean that you have to change it. If you like who you are, you like who you are. I remember I was dating someone and I was getting to know them and they were like telling me that they didn't like the way I said this. They didn't like the way I said that. And so like, I was just like, I'm fine with how I showed up. I'm fine with my expression. I don't have an issue with me. You have an issue with me. So I think it's important that you do what you need to do to take care of yourself, right? Like that ain't got nothing to do with me. It sounds like you have the issue. So you need to find a solution. I don't have a problem. And so the first time I did that, I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, that's it. Because usually I would get in situations and relationships where, like, I would be I would be adjusting and trying to be understanding and understanding you got to compromise. There's levels to that. Right. And there, and we got to be very careful with, like, switching up and trying to become people ideal person or who people expect us to be in order for us to be in relationships with them. Don't, 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 that's how we lose ourselves, right? That's how we end up in relationships and we say, I don't even remember who I was. I got lost because we're doing so much shifting and, 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 and jiving and moving just to accommodate this relationship, just so it can, so we can probably say we're in a relationship or we can think like, oh my God, I found my one. You found your one, but you can't, you're not even yourself. You found your one, but they molded you into who they wanted you to be. You know, so I think it's, it's really important for us to be very mindful of the people we're around, be very mindful of who's speaking into our lives, very mindful of the intentions of the messages that they're sharing with us. Very mindful of their energy, too, right? Like, are they secure in who they are, right? Because they're over here telling you who to be and how to act and what you should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, because that person came back and they told me, they was like, you know, I realize that you're a lot more secure in who you are. And when they said that to me, it woke up so much for me because I was like, I started to realize how many relationships I was in with people who just wasn't secure in who they are, but was trying to like mold and make me into and wanted me to be something else. Or had this image of who I was and then expected me to act it out. And all the day I just got burnt out. I just get burnt out. You know? And so that that helped me create a like unshakable spirit, unshakable groundedness and who I say I am and an unshakable spirit and what I believe, you know. And now I stand strong in my beliefs. I stand strong in who I say I am. And that doesn't mean that I'm not open to uh, changing my thoughts. Yeah, but I do it on my terms. I protect myself. I take care of myself because I know how easy it is to get caught up in someone else's imagination of who they say I who they think I am and want me to play that role out for them and when I don't they critique me or say I'm this or say I'm that you know and all of a sudden some other shit is going on so 
yes people are extremely threatened by an unshakable spirit be very very careful because a lot of people are not confident though they may present as they are they are not confident and when they see how confident you are when they see how grounded you are in your own truth then they want to control you or they want to uh try to make you uncomfortable or try to tell you that you don't know something or you don't understand something or whatever whatever the whatever the narrative is that they're trying to spill just be mindful and be careful about people intentions and the energy behind their words and the energy behind their actions take care of yourself everyone who gives you feedback or critiques you quoting again um Know what their intentions are. Know where that energy is coming from. Because sometimes and oftentimes it can come from people insecurities. It can come from their own lack. Their own discomfort with themselves or with their unhappiness with their lives or with their journey. Just be careful because people are extremely threatened by an unshakable spirit. And what people are willing to do to try to like break you, to try to humble you. To try to get you in line, you it's it's kind of kind of sad, but definitely definitely it happens. So yeah, that's the last post we got, y'all. All right, people are extremely threatened by an unshakable spirit. Protect yourselves. Period. With that, friends, I want to say thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for being here with me. Episode 10, okay? we Your girl has been consistent. She's showing up, showing out. I really did like this way of doing a podcast. Please let me know whether or not you enjoyed this podcast, whether you enjoyed this format, whether you enjoyed this way of doing it. And let me know your thoughts on any of the posts, any of the comments. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your perspectives? You know, are there any posts you want me to check out and give feedback on? Or even, like, uh, it could be full videos, whatever it is. Now that we know how to do screen recordings, we can take this up a notch, baby, okay? But I love you all so much. I'm so, so grateful for you all being here. Thank you for rocking with your girl. Episode motherfucking 10. She doing it. She did it. She showed up. Remember, y'all, this is the projector aura. Okay, okay. Yes, I made this sweater myself. I be proud of my, my little creations, okay? My creations. Your you girl is living. But I love you all. I pray that you are well. I will see you next week. Until next time, live and embrace your truth. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs>